0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 47 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we discuss all those folks in our lives that violate the social contract we all agree to live by. I'm your host, the Razgrees, with my co-host, the Buck Grundle, bringing you stories from every single point on the Internet that we can find. How you been today, Bucky? Today has been, uh, you know, pretty,
1: uh, pretty... Pretty mundane, regular old day, but I'll tell you, my week's been a real
0: doozy. What happened Um, this week?
1: I don't know if you noticed or not, but I'm wearing a brand new set of headphones. Why, you may ask? Dog. Well, I'll tell you. Well, because I'm a dipshit, and my crippled ass left my other headphones where they were precariously placed exactly in the path of my wheelchair.
0: You have a tendency to do that with a lot of things, especially electronics
1: yeah apple watch yep that fell victim phone ran over that bitch you know now it's my headphones who knows next week it might be my
0: fucking dog i don't know (laughs) well i'll tell you this week has sucked for me because i pulled my back and i have spent last well thursday it was really hurting at work but i got through the day friday i didn't get off the couch Saturday, I ended up having to go to the doctor, and let me tell you, I'm taking a bunch of pills, and I learned that a tens unit, while scary, is very effective. So if anybody ever has the opportunity to use one for an injury, please give it a try. Um, I've been my back's been getting electrocuted every couple seconds for better part of two days now, and I'm actually I'm actually able to finally sit up in a chair. And uh, do the podcast. So it, it, I apologize to anybody who's used to this coming out Friday night, Saturday morning. Uh, we're not recording until Sunday just because I could not get into my uh, my recording studio, which another thing. I now have a different recording studio and I have not got anything on the walls yet. So if there's an echo on my voice, again, I apologize. Uh, I'm going to rectify that in the very, very near future.
1: Yeah, hey man, I'm, I'm just happy that we're recording. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. No, I was I wasn't butthurt about it because, you know, you've got like a completely valid reason for being down and out. But I was talking to
0: caregiver Katie yesterday and I was hey, like, comes "Oh my the god." Oh, hang on. I
1: really it, it? don't
0: <laughs> I had a window start talking there. You're talking to caregiver Katie.
1: Yeah, well, I was talking to caregiver Katie and I was like, "Oh my god. We've been doing this for 46 freaking weeks. Like without fail. Doesn't matter how shitty I felt, doesn't matter how shitty your day's been, nothing has gotten us to break this freaking streak, and I was like, this is what's gonna do it. I wanted to get through at least 52 weeks of something, you know? The only other thing that I've been through for a year straight without fail is a fucking marriage, and that, you know, like, and I, that failed. my first one, <laughs> well, after after 10 years, okay. uh, you know, that's, you know, 500 and, 520 weeks.
0: Fair enough, you yeah. Fair enough, and I, I was pretty. I was I was trying to come up with different ways we could record yesterday. I was trying to figure out there's the way to do it on your phones, and but then we couldn't read, so we were going to have caregiver Katie sit in and read for us, and it just got to be so convoluted. And I was in such a pissy mood yesterday with uh, my uh, back hurting as bad as it was that it's like fuck it. Yep. <laughs> um, but we're here now. Let's go in and see what we got with our first story this week. This one's coming out of KHOU 11. I I think that's that's Houston, but still. Florida couple tried to have their wedding at a stranger's mansion without permission. A Florida couple invited guests to their uh, wedding at their, quote, dream home and estate. The only problem was they didn't own it and they didn't get permission to use it. This is coming out of Southwest Ranches, Florida. Courtney Wilson and... Shanita Jones, okay, Uh, invited friends and family to their dream home and estate for their weekend wedding celebration. The ceremony, Saturday, the brunch on Sunday. There was just one small problem. The couple didn't own the 16,300 square foot mansion and did not have permission to use it either. The suburban Fort Lauderdale State had everything a bowling alley, a swimming pool with a waterfall, hot tub, tennis courts, a gazebo, and an 800 foot bar. Wilson said it was God's plan that the couple marry there. But despite the invitation inferred, the actual owner, Nathan Finkel, never gave them permission to hold the festi- festivities there. He was stunned when Wilson showed up on Saturday morning, set up, and he called the police. <laughs> i have people trespassing on my property finkel told nine one one dispatchers and they keep harassing me calling me they said they're having a wedding there and it's god's message i don't know what's going on all i want is for it to stop and they're sitting at my property right now at the front gate two officers told wilson wilson he would have to leave uh what wait what wait, wait, wait what's this dude it, oh no, it's Finkel. Okay, cool. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Wait a yeah, minute. That, what? That, that, that got me for a second too. Yeah, I was like, whoa. Uh, he did, and no charges were filed. I want to talk about it. Wilson told. I don't want to talk about it. Wilson told the paper. <laughs> Finkel, whose late father was an early IHOP restaurant franchisee, has been trying to sell the property for two years. Now listing it for just over five million. Wilson, posing as a potential buyer, toward the estate several months ago. According to the attorney for Southwest Ranches, the upscale suburb where Frinkle resides a few months later, this guy named nathan if if he could u- asked Nathan if he could use Nathan's backyard for a wedding, Nathan said no, but this did not stop the couple from sending out elaborate invitations detailing their love story. Recounting the 30 years after high school and how he proposed over pizza on Christmas Eve, the Saturday afternoon ceremony would be followed by a red carpet cocktail hour and a reception lasting past midnight. Sunday brunch would be from noon till four. (laughs) The guy figured it was a vacant house and didn't realize Nathan lived on the property in a different home. The guy had no idea where he lived. He knew that the shock must have been on his face when he showed up at the gate and the owner was home. (laughs) Broward County records show a marriage license has been issued to the couple last week, but they have not registered as married by Wednesday. So they knew the house was empty. At least they thought the house was empty. And they figured, "Let's have our wedding there. Nobody nobody will pick up on it. They're squatters. (laughs) Uh, You know,
1: that is one very, very, you know, plausible explanation. But I really think the D-bag... Went, asked dude to use his backyard. Dude said no. And he went back to his fiance and said, yeah, we had a green light. Figuring the guy's never home anyhow. Like, Possibly. Well, I mean, like, think about it. They invited all these fucking people. Like, eh, two people going in and, like, creating some sort of elaborate hoax. Yeah. Uh, there's, 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 a lot of, there's a lot of room for error there for, for like, a two-person hoax but for one person to just fuck up and lie and think that he could just get away with it by the seat of his pants. Like, by the time he told his girlfriend, he went home and told his fiancée, he's like, yeah, we got the property. He went to bed, went to work the next day thinking of himself the whole day, like, how am I going to tell her? How am I going to tell her? How am I going to tell her? He gets
0: home, and she's like, guess what? I got all the invites sent out. And he's like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, I tend to think more nefariously, and I have to assume that they were both in on it. (laughs) I just do. And there's probably a wedding planner who that person was probably in the dark, but I have a feeling both the couple was on it. That's just my opinion.
1: No, I mean, you know, it really doesn't matter. They're both, you know, both a fricking bunch of assholes and nincompoops either way. This is true.
0: This is, it's just funny. It's, it's
1: just that, you know, when we speculate on stories like this, hindsight is not actually 2020 for us so we get we get to like create our own little intricacies and realities you know it's like nobody knows what my imagination looks like let's just throw it out there for the world to see granted i like your version don't get me i do like your version right you know it's like one can be a movie and one can be the made for tv series it doesn't matter both both you know the common denominator is that the guy's an
0: asshole Well, here's one coming off of the print it's an india newspaper so this might be a little a little goofy with the translation so i it's gonna make it doubly fun listening to me read it uh cardia i don't know i can't pronounce the name of the city it's c-a-n-d-i-g-a-r-h i don't know kandahar kandahar okay we'll go with kandahar I don't know if that's it or not. But, but we're going we go with, with it. it. We're going with it. Over seventeen thousands of COVID-19 vaccine that were stolen from a government hospital in the Jin District on Wednesday night were returned hours later by unidentified thieves with a note that stated he, they did not know this was a coronavirus jab. Needle. A total of 1,270 doses of Covishield and 440 doses of Covaxin were stolen from the hospital sho on civil lines police station rindahar singh said hunter jesus we're, we're just gonna have to get a, a robin quivers in here that's all that's what it comes down to i agree uh the, the matter came to light after a sanitation worker at the hospital found the locks been stole in the store and the deep freezer broken into this morning the accused did not touch any other vaccine, medicine, cash, etc. in the store, Singh said. Later, a man came on a motorcycle and left the vaccines at a tea stall outside of the Civil Lines police station. He told police at the stall that the package contained food for a police officer at the station. Nice. The thief also left a note inside which he expressed regret over stealing the vaccines. He said that he did not know these were COVID-19 vaccines. It is possible he wanted to steal some other vaccines or drugs and returned when he had... What he had stolen after he learned what it was, the case has been registered in connection with the incident. Uh, we've got some clues and hope to make an arrest soon. Here's the thing, they can't use those vaccines anymore. Chain of custody's been broken on them, so they're they're trash anyway.
1: Yeah, but you know what, I I really
0: uh I really think that
1: at least the guy like thought about it after he's like, all right, I'm gonna steal some shit. I don't care what it is or who it hurts, and he gets it out of there. And he's like, "Well, not this though. This, this is this is just one step too far over the line. I'm going to reverse it and just here you go." They're yeah, yeah, yeah. like, "I'm going to go. Yeah, if it was anything else but this, your ass would have been like robbed. But no, I'm going to give it back to you. This, this is far too important." Yeah. little did he know that it's little did he know he just really screwed the pooch either way but at least you know at least there was a shred of decency inside of this douchebag
0: if not incompetency yeah it's like when people rob ambulances like i'm going to get all the drugs in an ambulance there's nothing in there you want there's nothing in there going to get you high
1: <laughs> actually you know what i'm going to go ahead and take back my uh, my accolade for this guy because i just actually thought about this Dude went robbed the fucking freaking place and then realized what he stole cannot be resold or moved in any way and was just like fuck this and realized it would it would actually be more work to try and throw it away and get rid of it than to just take it back and be like fuck it I'll rob you next week when you got your meth
0: <laughs> you know chances are you're probably not gonna find meth in a hospital but you know I meant this methadone
1: is... I meant methadone but
0: you know <laughs> right on. Well, here's another one from uh, the Boston Ten Affiliates. God-awful blast that Rock New Hampshire Towns, with an S, Towns, was a gender reveal explosion. Now, Buck, we've had several of these gender reveal fuckaloos on the show. And they they seem to like be a, a, an ongoing attempt to one-up the last idiot. Do you think this yeah, will be any different? It-
1: Uh, I think uh, based on the title of the article or the the article itself like the headline I'd have to say that he like won up to everybody but personally I think gender reveal parties like this are a big you know they're kind of like tacky it's like wearing socks with sandals
0: (laughs) it ranks right up there with me with the idiots that uh, put the, the memorials in the back windows of their cars in memory of Nana ugh no, she died and she left me money, so I bought a truck. Jackass. Anyway, yep. n- neighborhoods in several different southern New Hampshire towns were rocked by a mysterious explosion Tuesday night. Kingston police say they saw the blast uh, was caused by a family using explosives to re- reveal the gender of their mm. baby. Chief Donald Briggs said the blast happened at Tor- Torimo? Torimo Industries on Door Road, Around 7 p.m., Kingston residents said it was like nothing they'd ever heard before. It was (laughs) earth-shaking. Sarah uh, Tagari and her husband Matt live at home uh, that abuts the Torimo Quarry. Come on, what's with these names? We heard this god-awful blast, Sarah said. It knocked pictures off our walls. It shook the house and surrounding neighborhoods and even captured on a ring doorbell the next town over. (laughs) Ha! They called nine one one and waited for the Kingston police. In the meantime, social media lit up. People as far as Merrick Valley were wondering what had happened. Some claimed it was an earthquake, but not but but that's not the case. Our team of meteorologists said there were no earthquakes reported at the time. Kingston's police later confirmed it was a gender reveal party using explosives. Are you kidding me, Talgary said. I am all for the silliness and whatnot, but this was extreme. (laughs) Authorities are still investigating, but they believe the people involved used a legal explosive called uh, Tenorite and had permission to be on the Torremo industry property. It cracked the foundation of our neighbors, Uh, Matt Tagari said. I don't know how that's right. It's not. (laughs) Police said they've seen the gender reveal video and confirmed it's a boy. (laughs) (laughs) while neighbors are well aware of the explosive new trend they say that the gender reveals are too much for a small town. It was ridiculous I don't know how many other words there are for it. Briggs said investigators are looking into a possible property damage that could be charges in this case we reached out to Tormeo Industries but have not yet heard back
1: ah like socks with sandals man that's all I got to say about this. Socks with sandals. Yeah, that's
0: insane. <laughs> now, you know, I live near a, a military base where they... You ever heard of the Moab? Yes. The mother of all bombs? Well, this is, yes. this is the factory. They make it. And every day at 11 p.m. Or, yeah, a.m., 11 a.m., you know when it's 11 a.m., Because they take all the ordinance that is expired or they don't know if it's up to snuff or what have you and they blow it up for about 20 minutes. And the whole town just shakes for about 20 minutes at 11 o'clock. Nice. (laughs) I have no idea how far away they are, but I've been at the airport and watched the building just shudder. You know, it's just like, God dang.
1: (laughs) You know, and it's like, yeah. Let me ask- I, just, I, I just think that people are so freaking stupid with this gender reveal shit. There's nothing wrong with having a cake and some balloons and, you know, maybe some friends and family over. And like, You know, I don't want shit, to shit on anybody's day who's actually, like, you know, having gender reveal parties. But setting it off with explosives, fireworks, pyrotechnics, like, no, 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 no. We don't need to trigger a seismic event to, you know, announce that we're bringing a baby into the, into the world.
0: Well, here's the you know? thing. I don't give a shit what, what dangly bits or non-dangly bits your kid has. I really don't. <laughs> right. But like I said, that's why I said, you know, it just, you know, have a couple of, you
1: know, close friends and family. If they want to post it on their Facebook page, fine. You know, it's something cute and whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, everybody can hug and kiss and shake hands and kiss babies all they want. But the second you start, like, you know, I, who the hell did even, oh, my gosh, blowing up the fucking world to, like, you know, they didn't set off the A-bomb, I know. But, I mean, seriously, they triggered a seismic freaking event. People thought it was an earthquake. You know, if you're having a boy and then I got to clean shit up off my house because it fell out of my fucking cabinets because you're freaking explosives... Like we we have we now have a problem.
0: Indeed, you know? we do. <laughs> well, here yeah. is another one from Oklahoma News Four. Let me before we get into the story. Have you ever heard of the Fire Festival? No. All right. So this guy had this like big weekend event. It was supposed to be for the rich people to we'll go and have this big festival with all these bands and everything in like gourmet food and everything like that well they got there there was no bands there was a couple tents with uh, cheese sandwiches <laughs> oh look it up there's there's documentaries about the fire festival I think um, George Garagos uh, was one of the attorneys that ended up suing uh, he got, a, got it got as a class action and sued the guys uh, this just reminds me a lot of that because I've actually read the story already because I thought it was something about the fire festival when I first Uh, misread the headline but red balloon (laughs) red bud balloon festival organizer allegedly sends profane text to attendees amid demands for refunds some refunds have been granted okay so yale oklahoma the organizer for the red bud balloon festival in yale oklahoma allegedly sent a profane text to another amid a mass calling for refunds as patrons claim they got nothing close to what they paid for the story is still blowing up after becoming widespread in mid-April. The event organizer, Kevin Anderson, see, a name I can pronounce. Thank you, Kevin Anderson. At least parents of Kevin Anderson. Originally sent KFOR a memo that can be seen in the previous stories where he allegedly said no refunds would be given. Now it appears some folks are getting their money back and then some. A phone number associated with Anderson was had a suggestion that for what one ticket buyer for the festival could spend his refund money on. The text suggests that he spend it on deodorant be- before calling the ticket buyer a lowlife. However, at one point, it doesn't appear that everyone is getting their money back. It's frustrating, uh, an attendee said for the fire Festival. Yeah, for the festival. <laughs> it doesn't say fire. I just I just rambled. Uh, we feel like we're getting taken advantage of for almost $40 for nothing. It was a really big scam, in my opinion, said Evan Road, a patron who got, ended up getting a refund after the festival. Nothing advertised was correct on the flyer. More fallout from the balloon festival is rearing its ugly head. Patriots even found food truck vendors said the festival advertised hot air balloons, a taco fiesta, and a car show. However, all they got was an empty field. He's really scamming people, Melinda F- uh, Foz... Fose- hey, Fossy, hey, eh, whatever. Melinda, the owner of Macarena's Street Cafe food truck, who was at the festival and decided to leave. He was falsely advertising the festival that wasn't really going to happen. I was like, "Are we in the wrong place?" <laughs> I was so confused, and then when it, then I got really hung, angry. I mean, yeah, you should be angry. After several demands for refunds by patrons like Evan Rude. Uh, some have been granted. I was like, great, Evan said, that's awesome. However, Rude said that he got more than just that. After receiving a text associated with the festival owner, Anderson, he received a profane-filled response. In the interest of transparency, Rude said he did send a text to the number associated with Anderson using profanity and name-calling first. The text back to Rude uh, said, I authorized refunds for all the cryberry cheap expletive out there so, don't stop. So, you, so, you'd stop whining. Paybacks are explicit, uh, you'll see. Go spend it on some explicit deodorant, dumb explicit lowlife. <laughs> I wish I could just read it, but I don't know what the words were. I was really in kind of shock. Something that is really out of character for a business owner. Nobody I would want to deal with in the future. Others, like Karen Alcher, said she paid for her family's admission with cash at the gate that refunds haven't come yet i would like a refund ultra said it's just an extreme disappointment on our part kfor attended, <laughs> attempted to reach out to anderson via phone email and text message however the only response we received was back from uh, was the original memo which reads for those who purchased tickets in 2021 redbud balloon festival without reading the refund apology I encourage you to uh, thoroughly read the policies for the tickets that you purchased. We just really felt taken advantage of, Ulcher said. As far as KFOR knows, the people who have been refunded use specific online payment sites. Other than that, everyone is still waiting to see if they can get a refund. The Payne County Sheriff's Office did confirm Thursday that they are investigating the incident. However, they would not elaborate on what their investigation held so far. The only They only said that some, for some of this, this is a civil matter, but other parts, it could be criminal. So it was supposed to be a hot air balloon festival with food trucks and everything else. They get there. It's just an open field. Here you go. Wow. Welcome to the festival. One food truck shows up and says, fuck this shit, I'm out.
1: Now, again, you know... I'm no expert on the law in any way, shape, or form, but what, what did this guy break a law? I mean, like, did did he actually commit a crime?
0: Well, if he knowingly advertised an event that he was advertising aspects of that event that he knew to be false, then yes, that is fraud.
1: Okay, good. Okay, good. Like, I I really hope they throw the book at this motherfucker. That's just fucked up,
0: well, it actually kind of happened it's it's funny this says Oklahoma because there actually is a, a we have a, an expo center near here, and somebody just last week was putting stuff on Facebook like for this big craft festival that vendors you know forty dollars per table they had like this Google forms thing set up it looked legit, and then the uh the supervisor for the Expo had to get on Facebook and say, yeah, just so everyone knows. There's nothing on our schedule. This isn't happened at our expo center, <laughs> and they got a lot of people for a lot of money. Man. yeah, so it is, it's not like a new thing. It happens all the time, um, especially like with that wedding we spoke of in the first story. you know, if people can get away with stuff, they're going to get away with stuff. And they say locks but the keep thing- they say locks keep honest people honest. yeah, well, I like locks and cameras, okay? like a lot. I
1: don't you know don't get me wrong you know I understand you think you're gonna get away with it go for it but I mean wow they're picking an interesting 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 set of hills to die upon there you're gonna falsely advertise that you've got they're not even like an empty field like oh man like oh man come on dude do something a little better than that Get something, get something giant balloon with some fucking helium or something. No, what
0: would be funnier is, is if you got there and there's like six balloons tied to a rock out in a field.
1: <laughs> right. You know, like, that all say warm helium on them.
0: No, just you say know, like, get like, well soon.
1: <laughs> or some shit like, it. well, they were filled with hot air. I warm the helium myself. It's like, no. No. <laughs> But they do nothing. It's just a balloon festival. It didn't say hot air balloons. <laughs> yeah, that's actually very true. Like, he could have got away with it. He could have got away with it. Just some, just a couple of tanks of helium and a whole bunch of balloons. He could have got away with no, it. No, I'm
0: talking like six. Like, he saw somebody's having a birthday party on your way there. You hack them off the mailbox and take them with you. <laughs> Even that. But an empty field. Like, this might, like, who's he think he's going to steal
1: from? Like, like these people aren't going to come and try to get their money back? Come on. Come
0: on.
1: No, like I don't complain about anything. You know, I would take a shot in the arm for 40 bucks, but not over that. I I'd, I'd be militant about that. I'd be like, "All right, Katie. Caregiver Katie, I'm sticking her on you." That's it, folks. Whoo. We're going to write you a terrible Yelp review after we get our refund. Like that
0: no way! No way! Yeah. What a dick. Yeah, I mean very much so. This guy is like, we need a What a Dick Award. Well, let's move on to Times Now Online. Uh, this is a story out of Japan, of all places. So we're not just sticking to the great states of Florida and Oklahoma, mind you. No, no, no. Here's a story about a man who had 35 girlfriends at the same time to get gifts for his fake birthday. This dude is a legend. and I haven't even read the story yet. (laughs) This guy is a time
1: management fucking guru. That's all. He should write a book. I bet... Nah, man. He could get himself in with a couple of Fortune 100 companies. He'd be like, I'll show you how to manage your fucking time. Here's my... Look at how I did
0: this. Oh, man. A Japanese man has been arrested after he got into 35 relationships at the same time in order to get gifts for fake birthdays takashi uh, magawa uh, 39 uh, was attending was detained rather after he conned 35 women by pretending that he was in a se- he was serious about them the part-time worker from the kansei region in southern uh, area of japan told all the women that he had different birthdays in a bid to make sure he had a constant supply of presents He told a 47-year-old lover that his birthday was on February 22nd. To another 40-year-old woman, he said his birthday was in July. Yet another woman was informed that his birthday was in April. His real birthday is on November 14th, by the way. A total of 35 women fell victim to Megawa, uh, as per Japanese news site Sora News 24. However, there is a possibility that there are more victims of the Japanese Romeo. Migawa has been accused of swindling the a woman out of 100,000 Japanese yen. Uh, that's about $10,000 or so worth of birthday presents, cash, and clothes. He met all these women while working with a marketing company that sold hydrogen water showerheads and other products. Well, he's in marketing, so he's marketing himself. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. I, if I had a company, I'd hire somebody like that in a heartbeat migawa did not get uh presents from these women but he also managed to sell them some of the shower devices that he was peddling all for a profit what oh
1: man
0: eventually the woman teamed up and reported migawa to the police in february uh netizens had mixed reactions uh while some were disgusted others were in awe of how he managed to see so many women at the same time if he sees one every day there's still like five months five more than after a month he's an awful person by envy his time management skills (laughs) there you go man
1: like i gotta i gotta i gotta agree with that. that is that is a real dickweed you know aside from everything wrong about what he's doing i'm just gonna point out the right part time management that's a that is a marketable skill and that dude wow he could write a like book he, that's what i'm saying man he could oh my gosh he could totally take that show on the fucking road he'd have people buying him birthday presents just because he's a freaking
0: you know time management he's
1: like a pie of time management
0: you know well here comes a story out of norman oklahoma a former Oklahoma resident is facing felony and embe- embezzlement charges for not returning a VH test tape rented in Norman more than two decades ago. I'm confused already. <laughs> wow. Online documents show Karen McBride is wa- a wanted woman for never returning Sabrina the Teenage Witch on VHS tape in 1999. The first thing she told me... <laughs> The first thing she told me was felony embezzlement, so I thought I was going to have to have a heart attack. McBride said she first learned about the charges while trying to change her name on her license after getting married in Texas. I went to change my driver's license during the COVID thing, and you had to make an appointment. And so I sent them an email, and they sent an email back and told me there was an issue in Oklahoma that was in reference number, blah, 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 for me to call this number, and I did. McBride said the number was to the Cleveland County District Attorney's office, where a woman told her she <laughs> told her about the charges filed against her. She told me it was over a VHS tape, and I had to make make her repeat it because I thought that was insane. This girl was <laughs> kidding me, right? <laughs> Online documents show McBride was charged with felony embezzlement for re, for rented property in March of 2000. McBride told Fox 25. Tuesday that she doesn't remember even renting the movie. I had lived with a young man that was over 20 years ago. He had two kids, daughters that were 8, 10 and 11, and I think he went and got it and didn't take it back or something. I've never watched the show in my entire life just not my cup of tea. Uh, meanwhile, I'm a wanted I'm <laughs> I'm a wanted felon for a VHS tape show the movie was rented at the movie place in norman which is no longer open the cleveland county assessor's office said records showed the business closed down in 2008 Uh, ed blue from blue law uh, told fox 25 tuesday that even though there's technically no victim in the case because the business is because of the business closure cleveland county could still prosecute the case because charges and a warrant have been filed against mcbride I mean, I didn't try to deceive anyone over Samantha, meaning Samantha the teenage witch. Correction, Sabrina. I swear. <laughs> McBride said she that the said over the last twenty years, she's been let go from several jobs without being given a reason why. She told Fox twenty five. Now it all makes sense. That is why, because when they ran my criminal background check, all they're seeing is two words: felony embezzlement. Uh, We reached out to the Cleveland County District Attorney's Office on Tuesday to ask about McBride's case. On Wednesday, the DA's office said they are reviewing McBride's case, and they've decided to dismiss it. (laughs) Blue told Fox 25 Thursday that McBride will now be able to have her case expunged in order to clear her record moving forward. Oh, dang. I mean, that's right. (laughs) Whoa. That's that's that's
1: bizarre as shit. That's, I like that's how they as say, far as I'm going
0: to go. I like how they, they take two days to decide that they're not going to prosecute it. It's like, did you really even need that long? <laughs> and where does the embezzlement charge come from? I don't understand that one bit. Where does somebody get an embezzlement charge off a freaking VHS tape? Now, what a lot of people don't realize is about those VHSs. Uh, when stores buy them for rental purposes, since it, you're actually not ever buying any kind of media, you're buying licensure for the media. Uh, what a lot of places don't, but a lot of people don't get, is those, when those stores buy a copy of a DVD or a VHS or Betamax, what have you, they actually pay more than you would go into the store to buy it. So back in the day, when VHSs were twenty bucks, the rental places were paying like sixty or eighty. Uh, it's how. The 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 production companies got their money's worth out of the uh, the movies because, conceivably, they're only hot for a few weeks, and then it just kind of dies down. Everything else is just residual. So, uh, but still, I, I, where does the felony come in? Because they're not going to. It must be a pretty whole low threshold for felony charges in the great state of Oklahoma. Uh, who who knows? Who knows? <laughs> thing is that she's been she's lost jobs over this, and that's horrible. It's absolutely horrible.
1: <laughs> well, you know, is she must have not even gotten a fucking speeding ticket in the last twenty plus years? Because I mean, like, anytime you do anything, stuff like that shows up on the radar. Like, where the fuck does? And now she's getting a, a wedding license or, or trying to change her license name on her driver's license and now it's coming up?
0: Like, what the shit is that? <sighs> Dude, I, I couldn't tell you. I've told you in previous episodes, there's a guy with my exact same name near a place where I grew up who's got, like, felony records out the wazoo. And that's kind of a pain in the butt for me sometimes. But luckily our middle initials are different. Um,
1: well, yeah, there is that. Good yeah.
0: But you know you you could have warrants. Should I run you for warrants? See what you got. No. Yeah, sure, go for it. No, go for it. <laughs> well, hey, I've done it to a couple friends. And hey, okay, you got warrants, dude. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Then it's not they don't they act like it's not a big deal. It kind of is. All right, folks, with so that being said, uh, that'll wrap us up for this week's episode. It's I know it's a little bit shorter than we have been going, but I'm worried about this Echo. Turns out I never actually hit record when we started doing this. So I went to download the VOD uh, and, and cobble it together, so I'm a little disappointed about that and myself. But if you happen to watch us on the live version on our YouTube channel, you know, thanks for watching. Appreciate that. Uh, if you listen to the audio version on just about every platform you can imagine, we're on there. Uh, we are going now at 47 weeks strong 47 weeks buck 47 weeks man that's that's commitment it's telling you and we're almost up to one year so that's gonna be be fun we gotta figure out something special for the one year we got some time though we'll think of something uh but, but all that being said i thank you once again for listening please tell a friend and we'll catch you for the next episode of the social liability podcast